welcome to Pre-Med Diaries, the place where you can come to safely and anonymously share your highs and lows on the journey to becoming a physician. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and thanks for listening. I am your host, Dr. Allison Gray. We created Pre-Med Diaries and the other Med Diaries podcasts so that physicians and physicians in training could have a place to speak our minds, vent, unload, and hear one another in support and solidarity. The pre-med journey is not easy, and there are many stressors, roadblocks, and frustrations, but also incredible joys, like that first time you get to shadow a physician, that first interview offer, or that first acceptance to medical school. Here at Pre-Med Diaries, we want to help you on this journey to avoid and deal with burnout, an ever-growing threat and serious problem for our physician community. And as a pre-med, it's never too early to start. In each episode, we will hear from a pre-med student and I'll share some thoughts of my own. We may also hear from others of you who have called in and left a response for the caller on a previous episode. Today, we hear from a pre-med student who wants to share positivity after finding out that he received an acceptance to medical school. So just as a little forward to this rant that I'm about to have, uh, because being a pre-med sucks and a lot of it sucks and it's hard and it's lonely. Uh, I just want to express some sincere gratitude to both Dr. Grays for all the efforts in making this whole pre-med experience a little bit more bearable. Um, humbled, grateful, excited that this might just spread a little bit of positivity. All right. So I went into college. I wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Uh, I didn't really know what they did, but it was probably cool, right? Uh, prosthetics or drugs or whatever nanotubes were. I don't know. I was 17. I just thought, ah, I could be part of that, you know. Uh, I could graduate in four years, get a job, maybe a master's, but probably not. No big deal, you know, but not not medicine, right? I didn't have anyone in my family in science or medicine, but I, I saw their type, right? They always talked about grades, how easy everything was. They always documented how many hours they were in the library on Instagram. And I wasn't about that quote-unquote gunner stuff. Anyway, uh, I dropped out of engineering after about two weeks. Turns out I'm not that good at math, and I don't like it at all. Uh, Not my thing. But uh, going into the whole chemistry, PhD, sell my soul, the big pharma kind of route sounded like a good second bet. Sure, it was a bit more school, but at least PhD programs in my area, they were funded. I didn't have to worry about loans. Um, I don't really have financial support from my folks. Uh, Nothing against them, but it's just not my scenario, and it was kind of a big topic in me choosing these things. Um, But... Orgo was my favorite class. Uh, Biochemistry was a close second. I even tolerated PCHEM pretty well. It was still math, but it was about something. It wasn't just numbers on a page, and I liked that. So I did the thing people do. I got a lab tech job that would help me pay rent. Um, My PI was making these peptide drugs that was convinced could cure cancer or Alzheimer's or dengue fever or whatever. I did a lot of Western blots and more PCRs that I could count. I even filled the pipette tip boxes. I was just grateful to be there. I was part of a team. We all tended to get along. But the whole time, I had this feeling that something was missing here. It wasn't cutthroat, but the part of the work that I enjoyed the most was this prospect of making a therapy that could save someone. But I got sad 
maybe it was selfish. I don't know. Knowing that I'd never meet this person, I would just be at the bench. I couldn't shake their hand or high five their kid since they were able to live long enough to have a kid. I don't know, just stuff like that. Um, but that was the road that I was convinced I was supposed to go on. I'd get a job. I'd settle down, have a family, have my 2.5 kids and a white picket fence, the American dream. Um, so my first two years of college was all about Orgo and Western Block. <clears throat> uh, fast forward to the week before my junior year begins. I keep doing the chemistry lab nerds thing, and then I get an email from my PI that essentially says, hey, uh, someone who worked before you uh, came back from being abroad. She started this project, so we got to let you go. And now I'm labless, I'm jobless, I'm pissed off. How am I going to pay rent? So I, I go on a run. Uh, I run for a little bit. I come home. I sing all my feelings out in the shower. Uh, as a side note, Adele playlists, they're perfect for that, um, if anyone needs to do that. <laughs> um, and I email as many chemistry professors as possible. I'm just trying to add to my CV, get a job so I can get into a good grad school. But little did I know that I was – Going to be pre-med by the end of that day. Uh, so that afternoon, I got a call from my dad. We usually joke that he only calls when someone is sick or dying or both. Otherwise, my mom is the one who calls. Um, well, mom was having some chest pains, and it was kind of on the forefront of our minds because dad had surgery, and he's had chest pains in the past, so they were on their way to the ED um, since I was only <coughs> excuse me, since I was only about half half an hour away. Um, I decided I'd make the drive down and I'd visit them. Uh, spoiler alert, she's fine. Um, it wasn't anything serial troponin, 0, 0.0, chest x-ray, normal, nothing. Probably heartburn. Uh, my mom just always says that women present a little differently, which is true for chest pain and heart attacks and that kind of stuff, so she was just trying to be cautious. Um, but she's okay. But this doc in the ED was the second non-primary care, non-primary care doc that I've ever met. Um, the first was the cardiothoracic surgeon who gave my dad the quintuple bypass. Another spoiler, he's also fine. Um, but this guy, <laughs> this guy was a riot. He was nuts. I'd never seen a doctor like him before. He was chatting with families between rooms. He was high-fiving patients in the overflow beds in the hall, acting like a total rock star in the midst of all this chaos. And I just remember thinking it was pretty different from what I thought those kids tearing textbook pages um, from the Orgo textbook so other people couldn't have it. I, it was pretty different from that image in my head that I thought they were like. Um, but there was a guy with a computer following this guy around. Uh, so I just asked him, like, what's he doing? What's he up to? And the doctor said to me, he was like, oh, well, this is my scribe who writes my notes so I can spend my time seeing patients, what I was trained to do instead of sitting behind a computer. For him, it's like paid shadowing, and he's going to medical school next year. And me not really caring about medical school or not, I just thought, oh, this is a job. And since I was jobless as of six hours ago, I asked if they needed more scribes. Um, shout out to World of Warcraft in my teenage years for helping my typing skills, because that was pretty much all I needed to do. Um, so I got the job, and I didn't really know much about shadowing, but I looked like I could get paid and I could learn at the same time, maybe learn a couple drug names or expand some chemical knowledge, even though I'm not in the lab anymore. And ultimately, it was a 
pretty good ending to my otherwise pretty rough day. So, as you may have guessed, at that point, I totally caught this medicine bug that all my pre-med friends couldn't shut up about, and this is the stuff that I was missing from lab. And I, you still have that scientific component, the physiologies, the pharmacologies, and the whole slew of other ologies, but at the end of the day, I could see an immediate positive impact that these doctors had with others, and I was inspired by that. Um, obviously, curing someone of an ailment is super dope, but at the very least, the physician could empathize, they could educate these people, or just act as a confidant for someone else. To me, it was this perfect marriage of continued education and expertise and just being a human being, and I like that. Um, so I kept scribing, and naturally, I ended up in my pre-med office, and like a good little soldier, I'd rattle off for a semester junior, undergrad GPA, 3.5, science GPA, 3.32. Got a C-plus in bio, two and a C in microbio, but I think I'm okay everywhere else. Where can I get into medical school? <laughs> and naturally, the, the advisor, all worn, torn from hearing these stories throughout her years in this job, asked the typical questions. Have, have you shadowed? No. Have you volunteered? No. Uh, what's your MCAT score? And I said, well, I haven't taken that yet, but I've been a scribe for two weeks, and, like, this is it. <laughs> and in retrospect, I wasn't prepared, and I wasn't expecting someone to tell me I'd get into an Ivy League school. I just wanted some direction, right? I, I didn't have any family who had done this before, you know? No one had gone beyond college, and I, I didn't really have a template to go forward, um, but... I didn't get any encouragement, let alone direction. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't get any encouragement or direction from this lady. And she just said pretty quickly, you know, you're, you're not going to get in. Honestly, your grades show you're not good at bio. You're not that bright, she said. Like, physicians are good at biology, and you're not. Uh, I recommend sales or finance, though. And then she went on some tangent, how uh, my acapella group that I was in was singing at some admissions event, and she was trying to remember who Bruno Mars was, and she couldn't, and then she forgot who I was and just kind of moved on to the next person. Um, and just kind of left me alone in that room. She waved to the next bright-eyed student trying to become a doctor, and she already forgot who I was. So... That was that, I guess. Um, I guess I had to find my own encouragement. So like I did when I lost my lab job, I went on a run, and some of my friends were talking about podcasts, and that's how I stumbled upon this, uh, the pre-med years, formerly known as the Medical School HU Podcast. Um, and I, it was just very nice to have that, that weekly dose of positivity, you know, hearing these stories of a 40-something single parent of four who had, against all odds, that gotten into medical school, and I thought of at least one person who had a story at least somewhat similar to mine, let alone all these people who had so many more challenges than I had, if, if one person was able to do it, then there's no reason that I couldn't as well. So I joined that pretty cutthroat pre-med crowd, but I, I still had this mantra of collaboration, not competition, right? And that was still the goal. I kept scribing. <coughs> My junior and senior year, I I joined a master's program. I moved to Manhattan. Um, I, I did some quality work. I joined a second lab. I hated the second lab. I left after six months. I, I got married. I joined a third lab. I love the third lab. I'm there now. You publish a couple things. You shake a couple hands. You shadow a bit. You volunteer a bit. You TA a couple things. And 
I got into an MD school last week near my family. And the the first thing that, that went through my mind, uh, well, other than sobbing to my wife and calling everyone who would pick up in the middle of the day during the week, um, was just to stick it to that random one advisor that I had met five years ago. And I just wanted to tell her that, hey, if I get 25 rejections today, doesn't matter. I got in and you were wrong. Um, but I didn't do that. Instead, I wanted to spread the thing that got me this far in the first place, is spreading a little bit of positivity in, in the light of, oh, look at this small amount of adversity that I've that I've come around and look what came from it. And instead of sticking it to the advisor who might have retired by now, but um, I'm here telling this story to y'all. Um, <laughs> I know Dr. Gray has been digesting a lot of uh, Gary Vee. He's this entrepreneur. Listen to his podcast, but only if you also listen to these series of podcasts for real. Um, but he, something he always says is happiness is the ROI, the return on investment of life. And, this constant negativity from these three-lettered forums that shall not be named or these classmates who are stealing textbooks or just the cutthroat nature of, of this field makes this process so challenging, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so I hope I can just spread a little encouragement to you all who maybe you just got a D on a test and your peer just called it super easy and they didn't study for it and they got an A or if you're planning a wedding. That's challenging. If you lost a family member, if you had a kid or three, or if you're taking your fifth unplanned gap year, or if you have to apply more than once, um, or if you just had some jaded pre-med advisor tell you that you should go and become a used car salesman, uh, keep hustling because it, it does improve. Um, gratitude does make a significant difference. Um, be thankful for the opportunity you have. and. Y'all got this. See ya. Wow. Thank you to our caller. I am blown away. That was just amazing. And I have to tell you that I think you could be a stand-up comic in your second life or your second day job. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. That was just amazing hearing your story and hearing where you started from and where you ended up and where you're at now. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And honestly, you have a great sense of humor and it's infectious. I'm grinning from ear to ear over here. And I'm going to have to tell Ryan <laughs> all about this because he'll just love it. And I'm sure he'll listen to this episode. So congratulations again. And that's so amazing. I this episode is being recorded sometime since you actually left this rec this uh, recording, this diary entry for us. So I would be eager to hear what you're doing now and where you're at. It hasn't been that much time, but I would be eager to hear if what what else has has uh, come in in the um, the days since you recorded this. But this uh, admission to medical school, congratulations! That is just just fantastic. And I think who could blame you for having that feeling of wanting to stick it to your advisor? <laughs> it's just crazy, isn't it? How it's nothing against pre-med advisors, nothing at all, but it's just 
kind of sad when you think about how somebody like you, if you had listened to that pre-med advisor and gone into finance, you could have regretted not pursuing this the whole rest of your life. And what a shame that would have been. So good for you. You obviously have a lot of hustle and hearing how you pick yourself up after having uh, hurdles and things thrown against you and get right back on to the next thing or, or what you want to do. You have so much drive and ambition. And clearly that is why you're, you're where you are now. I love how you go for a run, how you sing in the shower to Adele and other things. Um, those are great coping strategies. And the fact that I, I'm still so blown away just hearing that you lost your job from a lab, you went on a run, sang in the shower, you had this whole series of things happen with your mother in the emergency room, and six hours later, you had a new job, which propelled you to end up going to medical school. That is an incredible story. Just amazing. And I think just goes to show that, gosh, I mean, if with that loss of a job, you could have just decided that I don't know, maybe you were going to go into finance or you were going to go to, well, you hadn't met the pre-med advisor yet, but you you might have just completely changed course and, and decided to just leave science altogether. And what a shame that would have been. But literally six hours later, you have a job as a scribe in an ER. And I think it's really cool that you were inspired by that emergency room doc. And it's it's awesome that you had the opportunity to see a physician who inspired you and, and made you excited about the fact that, yes, not all pre-meds are that gunner type that everyone feels like their their skin crawls around. No offense to gunners and pre-med gunners out there, but it's miserable. It's miserable to be around people who are so, all they want to talk about is their grades. All they want to talk about is how many hours they were in the library and making other people feel uncomfortable. It's, it's, not, it's not who we are. It's not who we want to be. It's not who we should be. As you pointed out in your entry, Ryan, who is the host of the Pre-Med Years, always talks about collaboration, not competition. And that's exactly what I think the Pre-Med community should be. That's what would be healthy. That's what would be helpful. And unfortunately, not everybody's like that. But it's great that you, our caller, got the opportunity to be in the emergency room. Obviously, it wasn't a good reason you were there in the first place because your mom was not feeling well. But the fact that you got to see this, what sounds like a really funny ER doc going around high-fiving patients, and that inspired you and, and made you realize that, that not all pre-med students were like that. I remember feeling that way that, or, or thinking that way that I, I felt some intimidation from the pre-med community when I was in, in college and it's intimidating. It's, it's hard not to be intimidated by, by a group of people who are, who are acting that way. Um, so good for you for just focusing on what you wanted to do and, and letting yourself just be led down the path that you wanted to be led down as opposed to getting, um, sort of taken off the path by people who shouldn't be taking you off the path, if that makes any sense. Uh, I love, too, how you talked about getting the medicine bug. It's, uh, I think, it's it's almost like, um, it's hard to describe. It's it's like you get this, this urge, this feeling, this excitement when you fall in love with medicine. And it, it is, it's like a bug. You can't, you can't get rid of it. And it's really neat that you got that uh, that bug and that you that you you just stuck with it um, very very cool I love how you talked about too the how you're inspired about the way in which physicians can 
be there, just be a confidant. Even if they can't cure a person, they can at least have a positive impact. I think that's why many of us want to be physicians, why many of us become physicians. It's certainly why I love being a physician, because you can make a positive impact, even if at the end of the day, you can't cure anyone. And as a neurologist, I can tell you, I do not cure a lot of people, unfortunately. Some days I wish I wasn't a neurologist, and maybe I'd chosen another field in medicine, because some days I do get down about just that. But then when I think about it, I really do feel very strongly that my job is really not to cure people. That's not why I became a doctor. I became a doctor to make a difference. And you can absolutely make a difference in whatever field of medicine you choose, whether you are a surgeon and removing tumors or whether you're a palliative care physician and guiding people through the the end of life or helping them with symptom management in the middle of a tough disease, whether you're a pediatrician and giving people vaccines, whether you're an OBGYN and bringing new life into the world, every single every single field in medicine uh, has the gives us the opportunity to make a difference to people, and that is a huge, huge deal. And just there's you can't there there are no words for how much that means and how important that is. And it's awesome that you recognize that in the emergency room of all places too, because I think it's uh, it's a very fast moving environment in a lot of emergency rooms, but there's so much that happens in these very short encounters with people and the difference that can be made. And yes, being a confident is a huge deal and being a good human being. I think all physicians should at their core want to be good human beings. So going back to this meeting with your advisor, again, I just applaud you for not listening and just saying, okay, that's fine. And next topic <laughs> and just just going back on a run and clearly going on a run is what, what helps you and clear helps you clear your head. And I love that. I go for a run myself when I need to clear my head. And it's great that you already have these strategies in place because as a medical student and as a resident and as an attending physician, you can go and use that. You can sing, you can run, you can continue to use those coping strategies that you already have. So good for you. That's fantastic. I would love to know, by the way, what the name of your acapella group is, but because uh, I would Google it and listen to it. But since this is an anonymous podcast, I can't ask you for that. So I will just have to imagine that it's a great acapella group. <laughs> and by the way, know that some medical schools have acapella groups. Ours actually did. We were the arrhythmias. It was really fun. <laughs> So what else? Uh, I just love the series of events you also told us about, how you joined a master's program, you kept scribing, second lab, third lab, got married, published some things. You just sound like you've done so much already. And so at the end of the day, I love that you are on this show and I love that you are here just to spread some positivity and pay it forward. I think I want to tell you you're welcome. I'm so delighted that you found uh, Dr. Gray, uh, Ryan, and myself, Dr. Gray Allison, the two Dr. Grays, as you said, to be helpful to you. That is always at, at the very core our goal uh, to to make this a, a wonderful community for you all. And I just think it's fantastic that you now having felt some benefit want to pay it forward to others and, and share that positivity. It's it's a wonderful thing to, to do that and to help other people out there. And as our caller said, whether you are having out there a terrible day or whether you are struggling through all sorts of different things, we I think we we help one another by being there and supporting one another and by being grateful 
and negativity never ever got anybody anywhere it really it really doesn't uh, and it's it's hard not to be to feel just the weight of of that sometimes of of the amount of negativity that can come from other people that can come from just the process itself and how challenging it can be so anytime that there is some positivity i think it's wonderful that that you spread it around and who knows, maybe that old advisor, well, I don't know how old they are, but maybe that advisor of yours was just having a bad day or maybe that advisor is burned out from just his or her job. I think it was said it was a her. And maybe she just needs to to take a break and go to Maui for a while or, or maybe do something else <laughs> because she should not be adding any negativity to the process. But any of you out there, if you have encountered a similar situation where you have met with an advisor and they have discouraged you and used words like you're not that bright or you should think about finance, I would say just put that in a box, tie a ribbon around it and throw it in the back of your closet and don't look at it and just look at what you want to do and talk to somebody who's really going to be honest with you and not just brush you off and and blow you off after a minute and two minutes and where you haven't even gotten to to really have them get to know you it's i think that's the biggest telltale sign of all is this advisor barely even knew our caller and she was telling him to just throw in the towel and forget it because she was basing everything on what a couple of numbers said and your grades your mcat score I know you hadn't taken the MCAT yet at that point, but even just by grades alone, grades don't define an, applic- an applicant by any means and certainly don't tell a person what their chances are of getting into med school in, in total, not even close. So if any of you out there have had similar unfortunate experiences with an advisor, listen to our caller's wise words and just keep on pushing, keep hustling and don't let that drag you down. Don't let that make it impossible for you to see yourself as a physician and to keep on the path that you are fighting so hard to be on. Alrighty. We have uh, some wonderful feedback uh, today to share with you, but I again just want to thank our caller so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your amazing, comical, and fabulous, <laughs> wonderful diary entry, and congratulations again on your acceptance, and I'm so excited for you. You're clearly going to be uh, a great physician, very committed person, and and uh, also I'm sure you will keep people entertained on rounds, So that's and that's a very important skill, so, <laughs> so just keep your humor with you as you, as you continue on your path. All right, so let's see what we have for feedback this week for you guys. Hi, uh, I'm calling for feedback on the pre-med diaries episode of today, December 11, which is the worry of being another pre-med who wants kids. And I just listened to the episode and I knew I had to give feedback because I was actually going to call myself (laughs) to make an entry, a pre-med diary entry about this because it's been in my mind a lot. And keeping it short, I am a 31-year-old who is applying for medical school now and I'm married and this is a constant, There, not a day goes by without me thinking about it. And it's nice to know that I'm not alone in this. And I do agree that being a woman does uh, carry a different perspective into what having kids in the next few years is going to be like. Um, my husband is very supportive, too. But I know that some things will have to be done by me and not him. So I worry about that a lot. And I did get a lot of comments um, when I decided to... 
I'm a career changer too. And I got a lot of comments and I started to share that I was going to apply for medical school uh, from family, um, mostly family, just them worrying, like, when are you going to have kids if you're going to go back to school now? And um, I guess I just learned to listen to them and not take it um, to heart because what I realized, in, and I've been on the pre-med track for the last uh, four years, I actually went back to do another undergrad to get better marks that were more competitive and so uh for the la last four years i've just been thinking about this and working towards um being a competitive applicant and what i realized is that i want to be a mom just as bad as i want to be a doctor and it just happened that they're gonna have to happen at the same time because of my age uh, I pretty much have the next 10 years to do both. And so I just learned to accept that. And um, what I did start to do, and I would have some suggestions for the caller, I just started to go try to find um, other, like seeing other moms who are doctors. And I feel like um, I just thought that seeing women who are doing this on a daily basis and just using social media to that purpose. And so I started following a lot of moms, doctors, doctor moms on Instagram. And there's actually a great hashtag that is mamas in medicine on Instagram. And all you can find just amazing posts of women who are doing both. And I just figured that if I see it enough, my brain will just get the message that it's possible and that everybody has a different journey, but they figure it out in the end. And there's also another blog uh, called mothersinmedicine.com. And that blog is um, a lot of women who are in different stages of medicine. So pre I don't think they have pre-meds, but they have women who are mamas, mothers who are um, medical students, who are in residency, who are attending. Anyway, so they all share their journeys in this blog. And uh, there's also a YouTuber called Jenny Lee, and she is a mother of a two-year-old, I think, now. I've been following her since she was pregnant, and she was, I think, applying for residency when she was pregnant. So, uh, seeing that also very inspiring. And there's a lot of pre-med years episodes of mothers who went through medical school with, with the kid or got pregnant through medical school. So anyway, this has just been my coping mechanism <laughs> of just, uh, soaking this, these images in and, uh, reading about how they make it happen so that I am ready to just be confident in myself and in my husband and I's capacity to make it work and just going for it. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's what I had to offer. Um, it's really nice, as I said, to know that I'm not alone in this and to hear uh, call the caller just telling her story is so much of what goes through my head every day so maybe she can know that she's not alone either um and um yeah if i if she feels like like 
that it is something that she wants as badly as she wants to be a mom, I would just tell her to go for it as I'm going for it. And I I try to also think big picture and think of 20 years from now when this is all over and our kids are uh, teenagers and we're doctors and we're going to look back and uh, just see, like, feel proud of ourselves and our kids will feel proud of us and we'll set an example and what is life for? I don't want to, I don't want to have a job that I'm not excited about because I don't think I've had that job and I just realized that that's not what I want and that's why I'm going into medicine and to make a difference in people's lives. I feel like that's how my life is going to have meaning and Yeah, anyway, the 20 years from now, me is going to thank me for <laughs> making this decision, and that's all I can hope for, um, because, as I said, I want to be a mom as badly as I want to be a doctor, so <laughs> I'm going for it, and I hope that she does too. Anyway, thank you so much, Dr. Gray, for putting um, this podcast together. I've been listening every week diligently. I really enjoy it. Uh, great support. So many of the other callers I felt strongly towards too, but this one was special. It's something that is really in my mind. So uh, thank you so much and all the best to everyone. Happy holidays. Bye. That was so, so cool. And thank you so much to our second caller, our feedback caller, I should say, for calling in and sharing that. It's just perfect, right? We had this beautiful episode a week ago where one of you calls in and is concerned and scared about how are you going to become a physician and also become a mom. And then another one of you reaches out and is exactly feeling those same things. And it's just so cool that you can literally reach across the world with this podcast and hear somebody who is going through very similar things and having similar worries and fears and you can hear each other and feel united in in that you are not alone that is just so huge it like almost brings tears to my eyes you're not alone you're there are people out there who are feeling what you are feeling and I think that is so so powerful and I am just so grateful to you our second caller for calling in and and sharing that feedback because I can guarantee you I can only imagine and and would guarantee that that our caller from last week will feel heard and will feel really touched and and moved and and united with you that you are also having this shared experience. And I think it's so fabulous that you shared those resources with us. So thank you so much for that. And to all the other women out there, And, and men too who are going to become dads but also especially the women because this is particular uh, especially um, I would say challenging for for women who do want to become pregnant uh, during med school or residency or, or when their uh, fellows are attendings so to have these resources is wonderful so just to recap briefly hashtag mamas in medicine on Instagram uh, the bl blog on the internet mothersinmedicine.com and then this YouTube star Jenny Lee <laughs> I don't know if she's a star, but YouTuber, Jenny Lee, who's a mom and uh, a physician as well. And also the pre-med years. I got a, I, that, that's fabulous that you have found that that's also been a, a resource for you and hearing about uh, episodes where Ryan has interviewed pre-meds who have had kids either 
while they were pre-med or during medical school or they've been pregnant at that time, that is huge. So all of those resources are out there for all of you. And I think that's just wonderful. So thank you so, so much for sharing those with us. And the fact that you're using these as coping, a coping mechanism and, and sort of trying to, to teach your brain to just soak that in and learn that this is what we're doing and and this is where we need to be. That's just fabulous. I think that's great. It's it's like training your mirror neurons. We have these cool neurons in our brain called mirror neurons that sort of mimic other people's behavior. So it's almost like you're training your mirror neurons. I love that. Uh, there's the neurologist for you. Uh, so again, though, I just am so moved that I think it's wonderful you reached out to let our other caller know that she's not alone. And so... Uh, just wonderful. I just love you guys. I think this is such a great community and I'm just thrilled. And I will just remind you about how you can be a part of this community. I mean, you can, of course, just put your earbuds in and listen, but please, anytime you want, go ahead and call one eight three three my diary and leave us a diary entry. I would love to hear from you and you can share anything. You can be funny like our caller today and share with us a fantastic, awesome, positive story. Or if you're having a terrible day and something awful has just happened on your pre-med journey, share that with us. If you've just gone through something, you're working in the hospital as a scribe or you're shadowing and you've seen something tragic or scary, please call us and share about it. Tell us how it made you feel. Tell us what it was like. There are other people out here who want to hear about it and would love to hear about it. And I'm just really inspired by all of you guys. You are working so hard on this pre-med journey to become a physician. And I'm just really proud of you all and just really inspired by you. I'm glad to be here. And please, again, if you're having a good day, a bad day, anything in between, Call us, one eight three three my diary Press 1 to leave a diary entry for the Pre-Med uh, Diaries podcast. And you can also press 5 if you want to leave feedback. Just let us know what episode you're calling about, whether it's the date or what the topic was, just so we know what you're referring to. And I will look forward to hearing from you guys so very much. So thank you again for being here. Please listen in. And happy holidays, as our caller said. And uh, just keep hustling, as our caller today said. Great, wise words. All right, guys. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.